great. Uh, so jazz is alien to me. I mm. think my first at some point we might need to like define or start to draw timelines on yeah, when the music that, started. Yeah, that would happen. But my introduction to jazz was probably Norman Brown or mm. is it Kenny G now? Is that called jazz too? Yeah, it's called jazz. It's a different kind of jazz. jazz. So those were the early those were the first my first introduction to mm. jazz. You know, the trumpet, mm. the those are even familiar jazz jazzes. This this was eighties, you know, came out the eighties or nineties yeah. and it was more balanced. Jazz from the earliest days by folks like Ella um, Fitzgerald, Frank Sinatra, um, Louis This Armstrong. man James Brown did some jazz. Yeah, he did early days, and then Duke Ellington. But you don't put James Brown in that. Miles Davis, right? The, Miles the Davis. ones they did back John then. John Coltrane. They 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 are like unexplainable kind yeah. of. So they 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 make the music. In, no, 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 I don't think unexplainable. Unexpl- uh, that's that's not even the right word. Yeah, inexplicable, inexplicable should not be the word. Not be the word that should be but, used but, for it. But yeah, but musically, very mystical. Yeah, mystical. Whatever that genre is, but yeah. there is a cycle that music follows. Jazz is, is like Matrix. It can go five steps and four steps back, three steps. Mm-hmm. But the 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 player, the drum player, knows what he's doing. Yeah, it's it's us, the listener. Maybe because I'm you know I'm a younger listener. And for for uh, I just don't understand why they have to go all that way. Uh, I I can't find any example, but I hope you you get what I'm saying. Yeah. There's this there's this irregularity in yeah, the arrangement. It's like, it's like somebody that I know one time actually said, so many notes at once. That's what he called jazz. He said. He doesn't like jazz. This is mm. coming from someone that does not like jazz. He, mm. he doesn't hate it. He just feels like it's so much happening at the same time. And he says, I feel like there are too many notes, you know, going at each other. And it just feels like they're fighting each other and yeah. trying to come yeah. out. But, but the people playing the music mm, know what they are doing. Exactly. And it seems like they, they have a certain you know, like air for it. Because when you go back and you listen to a couple of sounds, it gives you uh, like a certain vibe. Especially when you connect to whatever it is that is playing now there's no way to actually say this like for you to understand how big it is but if you are someone that have listened to jazz in different times different frames different eras different eras different decades you probably like have an idea of what part of jazz you like so there's like so many genres fusion genres in, in jazz that yeah is so much that you can't actually even touch on every single one, except you are a jazzist or you're a jazz enthusiast. So you you'd go out and then you'd probably want to listen to music. You probably want to listen to sounds. You probably want to enjoy jazz as it is and all of its beauty. But for somebody that is just a music consumer, it's going to be really hard for you to place your hand and say, Jazz is, you know, it's, it's beautiful music. But when you understand the fundamentals mm. of jazz, the idea of how it comes to life and how, you know, it's like, to me, I think the word for me is the early parts of jazz is like chaos. Do you understand? Mm. The beauty in chaos. Yeah. I don't know whether I'm explaining that. Anybody that can picture what I'm saying, like, there's a madness like Caravan, if you listen to Caravan, is it is it the musical piece? Caravan is so messed up, but at the same time, when you listen the first time, you probably think is, yeah, this doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Then you listen the second time, and you start to connect. 
And then you begin I to... I think that was Fela's music yeah, for me. Yeah, I think that's the thing that happened to me to Fela, with Fela too. But I didn't understand Fela's music at first. Uh, yeah, Later, for me, I didn't even understand why people loved it. Yeah, it the same, same thing. Because people played this and they respected it. I'm like, I don't get it. This is too noisy. This is irregular. This is all over the place. But later, when I now grew older and I started to play it by myself and Farabale, mm. calm down and listen. You can tell from the beginning of the arrangement of the you know, instruments to the expression. You know, you, you pay attention to what the trumpet is playing, what the piano chords are doing, what the general arrangement came to be at the crescendo yeah. before the vocalist, you know, fella himself will start to tell some story. Mm-hmm. Then I started to understand, wow, this is actually more than I thought. So speaking of jazz, right? There's something different about jazz and there's a lot to touch on. There, sometimes there are no vocalists. It's just yeah, the, it's just the music. That, it's just the music. That's one of the and sometimes weird it's boring. It. You know, you are listening to 12 minutes of music arrangement. Only people who really, really enjoy music like that will mm-hmm. be able to tell, okay, the drum started and then the piano came in and then the guitar, the bass and the other. They will enjoy that moment of a collage of instruments yeah. coming to a crescendo. But some of us who don't really understand music like that will be like, what are they, what are they doing without vocals? Nowadays, all we need is two minutes of music, but you, you are doing 12 minutes of just musical play, and then we, we really can't decipher that. There, there's a lot we're going to touch on today. Uh, um, at some point, we'll try to define what we understand about jazz music when it really started, and um, the the difference of genres or genres that I've taken from jazz, almost every R&B, soul, hip-hop at some point, um you know, Fela created ja- um, Afrobeat from Afrobeat from um, jazz and high life. Whatever music came out from that time must have taken some pieces from jazz. Maybe not all of them, but the very root of music. You, you go back to the early blues, Dor- Doris Day and those people. Even without the heavy instrumentation, you can attach some similarities to what slow jazz or, you know, whatever type of jazz and what blues music was so there are many subgenres that that have come out of that also uh we will relate jazz to africa um there are many names that come to mind manu dibango hima sekela in nigeria Gadilaja, fella would be in that hall of fame as well um you know yinka davis ambrose akimusiri uh nigerian based in the uk also doing major stuff in terms of jazz nowadays right so we're trying to make sense of the genre and how it connects to africa Time goes by, your love time. 
And also, we will talk about one of those legends of jazz music, right? Um, Miles Davis. We just picked the name just as a way to reference or to connect the genre to a face. Uh, Miles Davis would be that guy because he is top 10 or top 5. What? Miles Davis is number 1. Are you sure? Come on. Really? I checked a couple of, and this is not even my. Who, who was the first jazz? This, this is not even my own. When you were 10. coming up, when, when I was you, coming when up, you heard jazz as a young young person. Mm, that's not a very James Brown. Question. That's a very good question. James Brown wasn't wasn't fully jazz. I really never had like because I, I think the reason why I did not have a face because I, I only was learned. I never put I never put up like you know I never put myself in a space where I just learned I about Miles Davis about, oh, like a while ago. Yeah. So. um... Yeah, I think what one of the things the that face happened of to jazz me, when we were younger, the the popular, you know, Michael Jackson was king of yeah. pop. Yeah, but jazz. You know what? I think in the Nigerian space, the president of P Man then, T Mac. Yeah, was it T Mac? Yeah, Fairman. Fairman. Yeah. I knew that. I knew that he was the one that would always like you know. Let me look T Mac up. There. So T Mac was that guy. Yeah, you know, Nigerian. Because it made perfect sense. He was the only person that we could actually relate to even then i i just knew even i did not understand like the essence of jazz i did not understand the beauty of jazz i just knew that this was the man that i saw on my tv do something of this nature so for the but for so, so, me, so just, that's just to answer the question about what how did you identify jazz growing up mm, but then that's but a the diff- argument is about that's a different Miles question Davis. that's yeah, a different Miles question Davis. before i get to Miles david my first time listening to jazz and I know I've said this story before, but it's good that it's the jazz episode. I can actually talk about it. El Clog, Tropical Legs, and um, Sunset Sunset Island. That, that was... You know when you hear something for a large part of your life? Yeah. And then it becomes like... It's been too rinsed. It becomes... No. And it's not, it's not just about... It's not like it got tiring or... Like it's just you know one of those there are some sounds that are so whiny that you know because you heard it over and over again yeah. or something you don't like that you get to know like the way the viral thing works now. Yeah. But this stuff, this sound, this music, this concept, dun 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 see this stuff eh this 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 musical piece I'm talking about I heard it every single day for at least five years mm. so stuck it just like, it just made perfect sense like that's that you know when you say you can attach a memory to a song yeah i can attach not just one memory i can attach years yeah to one particular song yeah and it just shows and there was something melodic it was cool jazz and it's amazing because the person we want to talk about today miles davis is the father of cool jazz. So, um, what what led us here was that who wears the crown as the ultimate or the first name in jazz music of all time, and um, I think I I just have to agree with you that the name is Miles Davis. Even though um, I'm I'm seeing now that there is a list that has Louis Armstrong. Do we agree or do we think? 
Louis Armstrong was more popular than. Of course, that's a no-brainer. Because of being sincere, right because of that one song. What a wonderful world. Apart from that, Tiff. So Miles Davis or Louis Armstrong? Let's just pick one. It just makes perfect sense that Louis Armstrong is the guy. First and foremost, Louis Armstrong is the biggest guy to Nigerians. Louis Armstrong was Louis Armstrong was here, nineteen sixty six. Okay. So, um, anybody that is like, but apart from Nigerians globally, who yeah. is the face of jazz? Miles Davis. Is it globally acclaimed for jazz people? Of course. I checked. Now this is not even my list because if you are talking about my list, there would have been a little bit of bias in it. Okay. And then Ella I would put Fitzgerald. in. I would have put in Louis Armstrong. Maybe Miles Davis after is, Louis Armstrong. Because Louis Armstrong... Is this woman anyway jazz? This popular Nina woman. Nina Simone. Nina Simone. <laughs> yes. She's, she's, jazz, a, she's a jazz singer and blues singer. Oh, wow. It's just that she embodied a lot of genres. So you cannot specifically so put her... top 10 too. Yeah, she, you cannot... Spe- if you're talking about jazz singers, yeah, she's there. But jazzists, they give that more to the... The instrumentalists. The instrumentalists, yeah. The so like people like people guitarists. Like, people like, you know, the trumpeters, the saxophonists, the guitarists... Yeah. The guitarist like you know Earl Clog, uh, saxophonist like um, George Benson. Mm. George Benson with cruising too was also a big deal in Lagos growing up for me. Mm. So I listened to that a lot. And twenty twenty, loads of you know jazz music that I, I think this is a good time to run down the top ten or, or a list yeah, of yeah. Okay, okay, have. okay. So I I I did it. I went through different platforms. Yeah, and because I didn't want it to come from me, like I said, I'm not the most you know qualified a qualified person when it comes to giving a list i can give a list but i'll be entirely biased because those are the songs that i was you know open to so the top 10 according to the list i put together um that i discovered i was you know the same artists that were showing up in different lists um miles davis number one number two louis armstrong number three uh john coltrane now i got i got that name a lot in almost all the interviews and almost all the um uh, documentaries we saw this name was popping up a lot mm. so I, I felt like yeah he was supposed to be on the list Thelonious Monk Ella Fitzgerald that you were talking about yeah. at last an amazing song uh, Charles Mingus uh, Charles Parker Duke Ellington now Duke Ellington should be a name that should be popular should yeah. sound it sounds familiar sound familiar really, to you because really yeah know. Duke Ellington is actually very popular he has a lot of um uh, pieces that are out there. Chet Baker, now this is one of the OGs, OGs, all the way back, and Onet Coleman. So, uh, a couple of people that we could actually also call from Africa that, you know, had their name strong, Hugh Masekela. Yeah. Hugh Masekela, I think for Africa, when we go past that. That's like the first name. Right? Yeah, when we're when we in Africa, we just, Hugh Masekela is the guy. Yeah. He's the go-to guy. He's just, because he was the representative of jazz, in his time because hmm. he did it for such a long time and one of the things that I always love about uh, yeah there's a name that I would like to put in honorary mention that's not here Herba Opet the Latina oh, I'm yeah. sure I've heard of Herba Opet yeah, before. Uh, before Coco Loco um, uh, Latina Night great he has like and I'm not even joking right now almost 70 something albums 70, 73 or 6 albums if I'm not mistaken even though, there could be more but I'm sure of at least 70 albums because hmm. there was a time I did a research on him Herba Opet and I discovered that he had done so many. I think that was the first time I ever discovered that people could actually do so much. Mm. In 1980, when George Benson released the song in night, released one song in 1980, "Give Me the Night," the album that that song came off was his 20th album. Mm. It was a madness to me because, I mean, his peers in the other genres were struggling with two albums, three albums. 
and this man was on his 20th mm. in 1980. And also to put somebody to in context, because I feel like, you know, it doesn't make sense for us to talk all the way and not talk about him. Quincy Jones. Was he, was he really, you know. The reason why Quincy Jones did fits. not, does does not completely fit into this, although I feel like he has to be in this conversation, is because he started to. That's blues. Solely in jazz, but he moved around doing blues. R&B. And he traveled a lot. Mm. He didn't stay in one place. I think that's one of the things about this music of a thing, mm. especially for the jazz musicians. And the jazzist, you have to be in one environment for such a long time. Let these people recognize you. Let these people be able to say, this is what this guy does. This is who he is. I think one of the reasons why uh, we're going to get into Mal Davis soon. So I think for now, let's just stop. We'll look for a way to bring in other guys. Mm. But let's not forget that the person that we're you know, putting the show after or naming the show after is Miles Davis. I hope we're we, we still going to maintain that. But let, let's keep going Um so before we talk about Miles Davis, some of the albums he did, his legacy and all that, what is it about jazz? And sixty years later, seventy years later, what do we what do we have left apart from nostalgia? Is mm. there any and not to be disrespectful, I'm just curious, what's the value of jazz music? Um. Then and now. I say all of that to say that I see people who genuinely love it, OGs, who just listen to one hour of trumpets and drums and, you know, jazz essentials. And you're like, what is it that you... Me, I want to palazzo, jiggy, but... I think it's heritage music. I think it's heritage music. And I think it's one of those few genres that would never die. Really? Yeah. You're sure? Yeah. Is it sampleable? It's not sampleable. It is, actually. Oh, okay. It is very, very sample. In fact, Curtis... Hip-hop has taken a lot. Curtis Mayfield... Mm. So jazz might actually be the soul of every other genre. Yeah, exactly. So I think you, you let's let's go all the way back now. 1959, Kind of Blue by Miles Davis was released. And people say, even till date, that that is still the greatest album of greatest album for jazz, the genre of all mm. time. And you look at it and you say, oh, yeah, uh, it's not sampling. But the reason why I feel like it's always going to be is because it's like, it's like sacred music. Mm. It's like that's, it's like a genre that has birthed so many genres. Yeah. So it's like the bedrock of music for many. Yeah. Do you understand? I mean, Afrobeats is a grandbaby of jazz. Mm. Beats S or without Afrobeat, not that's what I'm not going. I know what I'm saying. Not beats. Okay. So you understand, Afrobeat is like the uh, son of jazz Afrobeat. and high life. So jazz and high life. That's the fellas. But the jazz that fella took was cool jazz and mulat jazz. That's mm. not even the main jazz. Mm. You get what I'm saying? That's mm. what I'm saying. Grandchild. Because mm. there's the mulat jazz. There's the Afro swing jazz. There's the early days jazz. The hard bebop jazz. There's bebop. There's bop jazz. There's there's cool jazz, and that's where I found Ethiopia jazz. Yeah, there's so many. That's Ethiopia. Yeah, there's so many kind of jazz. There's African swing jazz. There's mm. Africana jazz. There's what did um, there's blues jazz. Manu Dibango do. Manu Dibango. Manu Dibango is so considered. Is considered. Eh, some, because some he, did, he did he did African swing jazz, mm. Afro swing jazz, because he brought in African elements into it, mm. and you know better it for his listeners yeah, for his consumers so why i said that it would never die because it's sacred music it's like you know all those kind of 
there's some things that we have in this world that essential they are untouchable not yeah. because they're not because they are flamboyant and when mm. i mean flamboyant i actually mean not because they're aesthetically pleasing or mm. it's just on it's just there original they're just original and they like they have their place in history and they are basically on top yeah like the word that's the perfect word actually untouchable so miles davis born in alton illinois um that's chicago and you know growing up and growing up and moving to st louis now, if you want to go all the way back to talk about jazz, jazz originated from New Orleans. Now, even till date, hmm. jazz is still a big deal in New Orleans. So it used to be, and that's when I said heritage, I mean that it's like to many, apart from blues, it's original black music. That's our dance music. In the early days of jazz, it used to be very fast and a lot of madness is going on at the same time. Something like that. So, and there's this thing they do too with the voice. Yeah. Dum 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 dum. Yo, they, see they that do. thing is the most ma- see is the most magnificent piece when these black people go crazy. Yeah. On the microphone. Trying so that to means do, that's m- what bested riffing today. No, you know that that shows that music by its essence, or at that time, or in this space of jazz, can actually exist as music without vocals. Yeah. And people still connect house with. music, dance, house music. Hmm. If not for the recent additions of, I mean, listen to that that new song that is ringing now in this our time. Ha, ha, ha! I to be, to be, say good hello. I'm a piano. Yeah, it's like a South African sound. Ah, no, not even that one. But there's one that. But it's the same. This one that is actually beautiful to hear. Forget and then. You, I discovered, I was listening to him one day and then I just said, okay, let me tune out these vocals. And, and, and yo, listen to the beat and arrangement. The beat and arrangement is so, like, you realize why you like the song now. So it connects back to the same thing, right? Yeah. Before hip-hop and these four verses, mm. hardcore, rah, mm. thing came. I mean, the Amadeus time, the it's better thing for music. Etsy, they didn't play just any vocals. piano and a little bit of vibes. Mm. Dr. Dre, in one of those documentaries, said... He doesn't make music to particularly speak to your soul. That may have come later, but yeah. the original essence of music is for you to be enjoyable. Exactly. I want to make you Pleasant. dance and yeah, bounce happy, and happy about feel it. something. Mm-hmm. And the music, you know, at some point took the turn of, oh, let's speak to you. Let's tell a story. Let's do this. But the original essence is let's dance, let's feel. Yeah. And, you know, times change and things evolve. Uh, I'd like to... You know, just to speak a little bit about Miles Davis, he's considered one of the most influential in jazz. And when I tried to, like, check out his music, I, you know, I'm, I'm not the jazz fan. I'm not a very big fan of jazz music. But I, I listen to some and minutes. And you enjoy it, don't you? Not, not a lot, but when you, when you put when you I, put, I, I, when you I, put a couple... I know when I need it. Mm. I know if I want to travel mm. and I want to reminisce and I, and I want to think... I know when to put this on for <laughs> yeah. 30 minutes, but it, it, it mostly comes handy when you are sad and laid back. I don't know if that works. Wait, let, let me say it this way. Um, but that's not what you want to listen to on a daily, though. No, no, of course not. That's because of the kind of people that we are. Yeah. Some people live Connect to that. and breathe jazz, jazz music. music. But we, because of, obviously, mm. uh, we came into the whole rap thing, let the vocals be heard, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let us hear, you know, somebody say back lamba. and forth, beautiful things, yeah. Like, give us lamba, let us say, ah, okba, 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 yeah, okba. Yeah. But then, 
the basis, the ground level of all of this is when you listen, like for example, when I was doing this jazz research, I wish, which is not like I've been, it's not the first time I'm hearing jazz. I, a friend of mine that I do the show with, he makes me listen to jazz all the time, talking about Judy Nobeme. That man does jazz shows, so I have to listen. Do you understand? Sometimes I have to listen to a couple of jazz artists, like a puppet, you know, uh, Earl Clog, uh, a couple of other people, uh, Nat King Cole, you know, Billy Holiday. These are jazz jazzists as well. And then, you know, you now think about it and say, okay, if I listen to jazz, all kind of jazz, especially the early days jazz like Caravan, I might not really actually enjoy it until I listen to a proper Miles Davis, you know, jazz piece. And I realize that there's something different. There's something different in fact that it's so cool, like so relaxed, you know. Mm. The message, even though you don't understand, you know, the message. There's no message, it's just vibes. No, no, no. I, I think so sometimes. No, no. That's the thing. You see, but at some point, when you listen over and over again, when you listen over and over again, you can tell it's like, and they even titled the beats. Yeah, it's like I, I'll tell you something. It's like you take hear "Rainy November" take five by or "November David Rain." David Brubeck did "Take Five. A couple of jazzists did "Take Five over and over again. Quincy Jones as well. Uh, I'm sure a couple of even the the main person that did it, I can't remember now. But and these guys were allowed. They were allowed to do each other's works. You could better my work. Mm. That's one of the good things about the jazz guys. So if I do something, like I do a musical piece, you can get really? that piece and do it better. Yeah. And they I make would appreciate you for, wow, that's that's a good one, what you did with my piece. Mm. And they always acknowledge the original. They will always call it a refix or they will say an alternate change or yeah. an alternate ending. Because it's been alternate. enhanced. Yeah, enhanced. And it's not, it's not like, so there's, there's a mutual respect of, I'm not stealing from you. I'm just, Getting your work better. At, so, at what point did jazz start to introduce vocals and blues, like uh, you mm. know Nina Simone, Ella Fitzgerald, and they had jazz singers? It, was, it wasn't. Did it, was, it exist simultaneously? Yeah, it, I kind of it, it kind of existed. No, the early days, it wasn't existing a lot, but it, it's not like it took a decade before they got or caught up, or it took five years or so. Like I don't think there's there's nobody that has the perfect origination. Mm. But we all know it came from New Orleans. And as at the time we started hearing the sounds, vocals were already being added. Yeah. So it would, it's not, but it's just that there, there's something they call the jazz purists. Yeah. And I think we have that in all music. Yeah. 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 I think you are a hip hop head purist. Yeah, hip hop purist. Yeah, hip hop purist. So a jazz head purist would uh, want to, you know, say, okay, sometimes they use vocals for some kind of beats and mm. some, for some kind of beats use vocals. But uh, I would say people like Ella Fitzgerald, their voices were. They were like best accomplices to the music piece. I want to run through because I can. I have a list of fifty nine or fifty seven albums by this man, um, Miles Davis. Maybe that's why he's so respected. Nineteen fifty one, the first album, the new sounds, pushed that to young man with a horn, blue period, the compositions, the compositions of our corn, Miles Davis, volume two, three, and then. Quintet with Sonny Rollings, all of those were 1951 down to 1954, and it goes on and on and on. We're counting all the way down to 1960. Sketches of Spain, which was like a collaboration with another group, uh, steaming in 1961. You have Quiet Nights 1963, pushed that forward all the way to 1981 when he did The Man with the Horn. Star People 83, Decoy 84, You're Under Arrest 85, 
Tutu, that sounds African, 1986, Amandla, 1989, and um, Aura, 1989, Dubop, 1992, and there was Rubber Band in 2019. I, I don't recall, I can't really connect if he's he around. He died in 1991. So this, this so most of the works, but obviously you know, like jazz much. musicians will always look for a way to keep a couple of. Yeah. They do a lot of recording. So yeah. so he passed um, away nineteen ninety one. Yes, and his name is still here. It goes back to longevity and uh, know, apart from the, the value. Yeah, it's, it's the value for music. It's value for what you have. It's like Louis Armstrong. So Armstrong has not been here for like Louis Armstrong has like, you know passed already. But it's like whenever you hear, I see what a wonderful blue, what a wonderful world, <laughs> and then he smiles. And then you're like, oh yeah, this man knows what exactly he's doing. But you know, it's just beauty, uh, music, do what is right, do what is good. And you always continue to be heard. Look at Louis Armstrong. He has not been here for 30 years plus. Mm. And you call the song, you say the words, and that's the only thing that comes to mind. You want to see him smile. That's mm. what everybody talks about. Why does Louis Armstrong smile all the time? And it's because he said that he felt like even though you are passing a sad message, you are passing a great message, a smile always makes it better. It's yeah. such a beautiful feeling to think about. You know, regardless of whether you are saying something bad or something good or you're trying to pass across a message that is terrible, just smile. That might be all the person needs. Mm. And then, you know, we might not have a lot of songs, but like, I think Miles Davis did a cover of What's Love Got To Do With It by Tina Turner. And you need to hear that piece. It was amazing. And these guys did not stop, you know, making music. I mean, he had bad sides as well. He went to Juilliard. Juilliard is one of the biggest, best music school of all time. She went to Juilliard and he was there to, you know, do music. But he wasn't there for the longest time, obviously. He got interested more. I mean, he was like a science student that felt like the science was outside. Hmm. So he would go to school in the morning to learn whatever he needs to learn. And in the night, he's at the clubs. Because he felt like those guys that were at the clubs, they knew how to do these things. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you know, it's like maybe you're a mechanical engineer and then you are learning theory in school and then every evening after you're done from uni, you, you go to a mechanic and then you sit down and then you learn. That's a lot, but, you know... Yeah, you have to do you what know, you have to do. You have to do what you have to do to be, you know, a standout person. Let's speak to Nigerian jazz more now. Um, I know of Buega Delaja. We just talked about T-Mac, um, Inka Davis, Lagbaja. Does Lagbaja come in? I don't think Lagbaja should be in this setup. Lagwaja is Calypso. Yeah, Calypso La- and Lagwaja is a lot of genres. I mean, Calypso is Calypso to kind of like, you know, what was I, what was I from Lagwaja is different, far from jazz. Yeah, okay. far from jazz. But then you can also, ide- there are some things. that 200 million mumu. There are some things that, there are some, you know, notations. There are some ways that he approaches the music. You can tell that hmm. this man is a jazzist. Yeah. It's just not the, you know, classical jazzist. So who are the other names? Uh, I had to write a couple of names down. Shola Emanuel. Okay. Um, she's in the US currently. Uh, does great jazz music. Uh, you can check up videos on YouTube. Lekon Babalola. Uh, not very familiar with the man. 
Waleoni, Yinkadevis, Peter King, and our very own Femi Kuti. Yeah, Femi Kuti did do jazz a couple of times, mm. like proper jazz sounds. Mm. And you know, so we, we have a culture of festi- jazz festivals here. Yeah, we do that. We should do that almost every year. I think the only time we have not done it was during the pandemic yeah. years, and I don't yeah. think they have done it now. So there's a community. Yeah, there's a, there's a big, not small, go to Festac and Unicorn in Lagos. It's crazy. Mm. Like, you see people that are actually interested. Of course, they're interested in more Afro jazz, but it's still jazz. Like, mm. they want to hear jazz music. They want to hear the... Ba, da, da, ba, da, ba, da, ba, ba, ba. You know those things that they do? They get backup singers. Mm. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> For someone like me that listens to 80s music, it's just like... Nah. What exactly are you guys doing? But, yeah. you know, I mean, you appreciate... But, but I like the fact that there's a community. Yeah, yeah, you appreciate So, like, we have a community everywhere and it's cool. Ambrose Akimusiri is based in the UK and I've seen him do performances across Europe, in France, in the UK, I think in Netherlands and albums upon albums. It shows that this man is actually outside, you know, doing it. And yeah. That's good to see. Even though I don't know if he would exactly count as a Nigerian jazzist because his culture in the UK, of course, would influence what music he makes yeah. and who he makes it for, if that makes any sense. Um, But... The culture down here, how vibrant is it? How many of us know about T-Mac and, you know... I said something before, and I think I would uh, retort, um, in the sense of the fact that the genre would not die, but the genre can go missing in certain places. Or can evolve into... Apart from evolving, it to go missing in certain places. For example, Nigeria now, I mean, my generation, I'm not sure we have enough jazz enthusiasts. Mm in my generation yeah. to keep the flag going. I'm not saying we don't have. Do the trumpeters in church count? No. Because it's different. Because it's different. I mean, you have to be a trumpeter. Being a trumpeter is good. It's a major plus. But are you interested in jazz? Are you making, are you making jazz platform? music? Are you are you going to put yourself in a space and say, I'm a jazzist? Mm. You know what? When I was younger, when I was 10, 11, 12, 15, I knew a couple of people that were older that were interested in jazz about jazz singers before and i feel like uh, it would only make perfect sense for us to you know talk about a couple of uh, jazz singers uh, one of them is ella fitzgerald uh, frank sinatra the love maker of the microphone i watched a documentary about four years ago 
and one of the things that was said when it got to talking about uh, Frank Sinatra, the person said, I don't think anybody has handled a microphone as well as Frank Sinatra, Sinatra did. Yeah. And yeah, I think I even told you one time. And I remember that there was one time that I heard, uh, you know, a song from Frank Sinatra, yeah? And uh, I think it's unforgettable. Yeah. That song was beautiful. Yeah. I felt like this guy was probably having sex with the microphone. I, that's exactly what people said, you know? I mean, seems like, you know... If he has to do that figuratively then yeah <laughs> of course i don't think so no no that's going to be too dark but i get no, what i'm you, saying you get like he was making figur- love it's not, to the microphone yeah, yeah, it's, it's not literal it's figurative so if you yeah. have to do that yo as an artist sometimes you look at r&b performance exactly people like what, um, what they are doing is corny yeah people like chris brown on a couple of songs chris brown is even more recent Usher oh, and these two and those people Mm-hmm. Be throwing hands and all these funny, have you seen it's like he's like watching people like this, this those things are corny but when you look at the art <laughs> yeah the performance the expression they have to do it exactly it's like all these next guys jagged edge mm-hmm. high five you know they're very corny yeah. when, they, when they make this music think about they, think they, about yeah. think about people like tony thompson when tony thompson is doing a record for example i like the kissing game the whole body there's this it. you know nasty thing he does like he just plays around with the voice and then mm-hmm. you think oh yeah this is really cool and you just feel like maybe these guys have you know an understanding of how yeah. music should it, sound it's like. like you know you just have to express what you're mm, saying mm, and, you know, mm, whatever mm, you do mm, mm. let's get so, back to miles davis right all right now. so that part yeah i don't think we're done with miles davis we need to talk about more things about miles davis actually yeah. we need to talk about things like um uh for example that man was a big was man. there anything about activism not really actually he just wanted to make proper music that's what he did uh, and I don't think and he, he has was, a look. I don't think I don't he has think, this look that tells a lot of stories. Yeah, they said he was very sad, man. Hmm. But he always tried to make people feel good around him. Hmm. Like you could tell he was, you know, closeted. He was the most reserved person, hmm. but he had this quirky voice. Like, and he would always try to help people out. There was one story that was said. Uh, I think a jazz artist and Miles um, Davis hmm. were they were boarding the same flight. And, you know, obviously, there are two black men. It's talking about the early days where, you know, there was still some small stench of racism here and there. Yeah. And they got into the flight and Miles Davis and all of his team were heading towards the first class line. And this guy was wondering, I think it was a guy or a lady, I can't actually remember. So I'm just going to say this person was now wondering, ah, what exactly is going on? Why is he going to the first class and me and my team were staying in economy? So, you know, I think it was the same people that were organizing both of them to go for the same program. So, I think the person just went off and was like, and what exactly is happening? Like, yo, like, I didn't even know we allowed this kind of luxury. Like, why is it that his mouth that he's not getting? Do you understand? And then mouth goes closed with his quirky voice and he's like, you got to put it in the contract. You got to make them do whatever you want. So, one of the importance of Miles Davis is in African, African-American music black history black history for them is he was the one that started most of this crazy tunes like this crazy timelines mm. talking about the nerve mm. we could hear james brown come out and talk directly Beautiful at these people black man. Black you understand beautiful. come out and talk directly at these people and tell them whatever you guys are doing is crap black and proud i'm black and i'm proud but this guy talking about miles davis would make sure things are done like under G, let's mm. assume I'm going to put this. I do really, I really didn't want to put whiskey into this context, mm-hmm. but you know, like you know, the way people used to talk about maybe whiskey is making things happen under G. That was who Miles Davis was. Mm. You know, he would go and make things pop and do it, and that's it. Mm. And 
the fact that he was always changing uh you know the way jazz was being done i was very exciting for them as well mm. the introduction of the mutes mm. to the trumpet she was one of those people that perfected it so okay. the mute when the, the trumpet without the mute gives a loud sound but when you use the mute you have to play it a certain way so that you can control the sound mm. that it still comes out beautifully well so every single time when he was doing mulat jazz when he was doing hard bebop when he was doing bop when he was doing cool jazz he was the one who started all of those new rings you know the same way we talk about music transcending in time or music changing like for example we talk okay yeah we say disco here post disco uh new jack swing gangster rap hip-hop rap uh from r&b mm. new r&b now i assume that all of this was made because each time miles davis was the one changing the sound mm. he was the one affecting that yeah, difference yeah. so She's like a phenomenon. I feel like there's That's so many influential. Yeah, there's so many, you know, documentaries you can see, but if there's a name that always pops up when everybody's talking proper music yes. or, you know, music as a whole, Miles Davis will always be there. Louis Armstrong too happens to be on that level because I think Louis Armstrong was apart from being a great a great jazzist, he was also a very commercial person. Mm. I think his personality allowed him to have that energy yeah. to just be that guy. You know there are some people that you just love being around yeah, them. Yeah. And I and I think a couple of and people that one song. Mm, yeah. And apart from the fact, you know, I mean, but that's not the only song people actually know him for. But the, that one song, yeah, that commercial that's, that's song. That one song that opens your door. Yeah, that commercial door. song. And that's the good thing. You can't call Louis Armstrong a one hit wonder because he would come and do maybe 10, 15 albums at mm. a go. And you would say, "Okay, yeah, I appreciate this man for what he does." And it's just really cool to talk about, but I, I like the fact that we're using this opportunity to talk about Miles Davis so that people can actually know uh, that you know there was a great man I lived. His name was Miles Davis. So that that's a that's a good place to you know find a way to wrap this up. Sample access, obviously, but we sometimes we take special episodes like this and yeah. discuss things like genres, different genres of music. Mm-hmm. It might be jazz today. We might do it juju expose tomorrow we might do afro whatever so that's that's just how that has been for this episode and there might be a follow-up to this yeah it has to be a follow-up it's not like there might be there has to be because there are so other names really, yeah there, there are other things like, that i think we should look for a way to talk to maybe an interview Simone, with Inka davis Cole. i would love that yeah that would be amazing i really like talking Inka davis. Inka davis. i think she, she's the very i think she's she's because i had a friend that my friend now she's abroad she walked with Incadivis for a while. I hear she's so like lively. Apart from lively, there's her energy is so cool. she's super you can tell from the like, interview she does. Her, like in the video that I saw when I knew my friends were working out, she would do it they were playing like kids. Yeah, yeah. She's very you get like relatable. You know, she's this very is, this is, she connects with people. This is Mama the Mama. Yo. It was so beautiful. There was see. this there's this popular video on, on, on YouTube where she she performed Ego's verse or Ego's part of Lagbaja's song. Mm. They, they were together on, on one, you know, little stage somewhere. Yeah. And they li- she was lively. She had good energy. Very forthcoming. She, you know, she, she's very, she's just very good human. Her songs, there's a song she made with late uh, barista, uh, SAB, uh, Dr. Sikira Inde Barista. And that song is titled Owo. I don't know. Yeah, she owns the song and she featured um sab that's that's a dope song uh oh naira i can't really sing it but inga davis is one of those people and mm-hmm. again a woman 
give her any stage give her any stage she would blow your mind and that's the power she has the voice the stagecraft and everything else so if it's possible sometime in the future yeah we should come back to this we should talk to her and get her to be nice i think the second jazz episode should have on nigerian jazz history yeah, and current, she was, you know what's happening and again she's not just jazz she's a lot of other genres and mm-hmm. you know you know in terms of performances and what she does i love alternatives i love mm. the fact that music is not just afrobeats and all that they are they are underground people who made music in other other forms that really are not up there but they're valuable musicians yeah too. yeah true so i'm just going to call a couple of names to wrap this up nina simone at king cole uh greg reporter sarah vaughn uh michael bubli i think that's a more popular one for the you know the guys that are of now the people now uh ray charles chet baker Amel Tomer. Now for Nigeria, I think that's about it. In Africa, we have people like John Diani, Randy Weston, Sipo Gumedi, and the African jazz pointers. There's a name that just popped into my mind right now. We have not spoken about Solomon Linda. I don't know that name. Yeah. Oh, wait. That's South African? Yeah. It's not, they're not actually South Africans, they're Cameroonians. You know there there are African variants of jazz. Yeah yeah yeah. That's, that's, we, that's, we need to talk about Solomon future. Episode. That should be out there. Thank you so much for vibing with us. Uh, this has been good. I enjoyed doing this. My name is Guiga. This is Nelson. Yeah uh, yeah. Find us yeah. online. Check check the show notes for where you can see uh, <clears throat> our handles and you know social media blueprints and follow sample axes. Listen to older episodes if you haven't caught up with them. And we would like to hear from you, get some feedback. This has been some jazzy laid back, not so laid back, but great episode as as always. Yeah, yo, every single time we do something on Blacks, you know it's gonna be lit. It's dope. Yeah. <laughs> we do dope stuff See you next all time. the time. And we we yeah. out. Administered by Boyga Nelson. Yeah, let me try that. You're listening to the Sample Axis podcast.